Okay. <laughs> so welcome everybody to the Green Team Academy podcast. And I'm really excited to be here with you today. Um, I just love Shana Oliver and I'm really so happy that we have this chance to talk and that I have a chance to introduce you. And um, before we go too far, hi Shana. Good morning, Joan. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me for, for this chat this morning. Yeah. So nice to be with you. Yeah, the reason I wanted to to bring Shana on is because she brings such a like a beautiful perspective of all these different parts and pieces of her and of her experience and of ways that we can all, um, I think, kind of do better. And um, so before we get started, so so Shana is an organizer with Moms Clean Air Force. Um, but Shana, before we talk about that, I wanted to talk a little bit about your own experience with with breathing <laughs> and just kind of how you came to this work. So we'll talk about the Moms Clean Air Force stuff in a minute, but a little bit more about you and, you know, how you grew up and um, how, kind of what led you to this. All right. Thank you. I think it's very important to have these conversations. And like John said, I am a um, field organizer with moms, but um, before all that, I am a tribal affiliate with the Navajo Nation, also known as the Diné um, Nation, and um, which is off in the Four Corners area of um, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado. And um, that is where our, the Navajo um, people were led to for the for the reservation after the long walk. Um, I always say that I, I don't no longer know my language um, because I didn't have that privilege to grow up um, knowing that language, my own native language. And so I introduced myself as being a descendant of genocide of the Indian Removal Act, but known to the Diné people as the long walk of the Navajo. And it's within this that the policies um, that the world that we truly live in as indigenous people, we have laws that still exist as the Indian Removal Act um, was enforced on us over a hundred years ago. And we were forced out of Colorado, along with many other tribes were forced out of Colorado that are not, um, that are not acknowledged on these lands. And there's many um, indigenous natives that are not acknowledged and are not federally acknowledged um, on our native lands and we're excluded. And this long history of being excluded from these spaces, we assume that we're not allowed to go into, the, into these spaces like the Capitol or the legislator's office or um, these commissioner and council members. We, we feel like we're not allowed there and we forget that how long it's been since these um, generational traumas have inflicted this pain on us to feel that we're we're not allowed to go in these spaces and and speak up about the issues with clean air, clean water, and the the quality of our lands. Um, so 
for me, I've been displaced all my life. Um, I've been living in Denver, Colorado for these last 20 years. And um, growing up, for me, it has always been very conservative. We've always had to be mindful of the waste that we had in our, in our homes, as well as what we bought. So if you had a plastic bag, we would never throw away that plastic bag, even before it was um, plastic bags. We, my grandmother used to always keep every plastic container that she bought until um, it was no longer usable. Um, so you'll find your, like they said on the radio, um, when they talk about these type of things, like you'll find, um, you think you're in the refrigerator looking for whipped cream and you open and it's spaghetti. <laughs> um, it's just things that we've always um, done, even um, prior before colonization of being mindful of your of your mess and not leaving your 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 mess behind. That was a big thing for indigenous people to not be um, leaving um, their living stuff behind and not to leave trash behind and to leave it as you found it was always a, a rule of the thumb for for um, just like when you go camping. Um, those rules always applied to not um, to not just be um, leaving your stuff and it's basically neglect of your of your responsibility and your and the things that you encompass. And I think that just really um, stuck with me on the conservativeness of like the wastefulness. And not only that, my mom used to have a big thing about air. So she didn't like me. Um, she didn't like it when I would put the tops on the bottles and it was empty. <laughs> she would say, un un um, take the tops off so the air can escape. <laughs> and growing up, we didn't really have that structure of like, like um, believing um, every element has like a sacredness. I didn't get that until like I grew up a little bit older. And on the healing side of the medicine side of my family, I think that really is um, the aspect of acknowledging all elements in, in life. Like even the rock has is a sacred um, life and um, maybe like, what did that rock do to you for you to kick it out of nowhere? <laughs> um, stories like that. And I think it's just a reflection of like internal um, generation um, knowledge that to uh, respect, um, just to respect things in your life. And that goes along with the materials that we um, associate with. And, I think that kind of led into um, my work with Moms Clean Air Force eventually, which came a long ways because I am a mother of four and I am a young mother. And um, it wasn't easy coming down this path because it's so easy to get it. Um, I have an accounting degree and you're, you're, you're pressured to work in oil and gas as a native person, you are pressured in every form, whether you're uneducated or educated, you're, you're eventually kind of pulled to, to, um, 
to go support the oil and gas um, companies and doing their accounting for them as well, but also helping them extract our resources out of our land and as well we're 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 forced to aid in the destruction of mother earth and um it's sad to see that we don't see that as a problem and but that just goes to show how deep it how deep um the racial the the racist agenda in our policies laws and regulations go um it's very deep in our, in these um, laws, and we need to recognize that if we want to see change. And if we want to see change, we gotta go. Um, we gotta go to these spaces and feel uncomfortable, and make our voices heard. Because I didn't know I could go walk up in the Capitol and speak to representatives and tell them that I have a concern about what they're doing or. I support this environmental bill because it would protect um, seven generations and beyond. So we need to be um, more, more courageous in speaking up and not to hold back on, on speaking up what you, what is not what you believe in is doing the right thing. Cause the next seven generations, they're, they're inexistent right now, um, but they. We want them to have a sustainable future. We want them to be able to drink water and be able to breathe. And we know right now we need to heal our lands, and and by doing that, we need more voices showing up at these public hearings at the Oil and Gas Commission. Um, Colorado's Oil and Gas Commission is. Um, their registration open today for public comment and they don't notify people when these are open and they don't notify you that you're invited to to register either so um yeah, let's let's um let's talk a bit more about that but before we do i mean i think that's that you you just said so much there's so much really so many really important things that you just said and i think number one is that thing of being a, uh, a survivor, a descendant of genocide. And the, I, I think this is the, the reason a lot of the environmental movement hasn't worked in the past is because it's been very surface oriented and hasn't really gotten to the deeper, this is all the systemic stuff that is now people are, well, white people are starting to, to understand like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I guess they wouldn't have put that factory or that highway through the golf club community. And that's why they went through this other community. And so seeing, starting to see a lot of those, the systemic racism, the white supremacy, the colonization, that it's kind of long tail is, is still very much with us. And also, you know, as you were saying, like the loss, I, I think that's why it's like so urgent for us now to to figure out how to get indigenous voices lifted up. Because as you were saying, like losing access to your own language, to the all the wisdom that we know gets passed 
in a language and then having to go relearn that and go rebind that that's a that's a big that's a big loss and it's also something that means that we can be working to support how do we bring that that information back and and the other thing i think that you said shana is that you personally have asthma or had yes um i actually was diagnosed with asthma um as an infant and um i was born in the in mid 80s so i i've um heard a lot that the pollution was really horrible during those um during the 80s like it is right now and i think because a lot of those environmental bills like the clean clean air act just got passed so a lot of those rules weren't implemented until like 20 years later it made it you notice the difference when mm -hmm. those acts are in place and now that we see that this administration took away our clean um are attacking our clean air and clean water acts we're seeing um we're we're seeing drastic um changes in our environment um here in colorado we've um it was it was in an article in either last year or two years ago that our air was worse than um beijing and and these not only these um rules are not only benefit everybody but it's a complete attack on indigenous sovereignty when they are attacking these clean air and water um, acts because people don't really realize that indigenous um, tribal um, governments and communities they fought for these regulations to be in place and then now they're being um, stripped away by this administration because of um, the interest of taking more um, they want more of our lands and that's always been a thing um, that natives have have to be forced to live with is that they keep taking more and more and more and um, it seems like we don't have a right they don't allow us the right to tell them no and it's almost like um it's an abusive relationship and when your abuser doesn't get what no means it's it's rape on our mother earth and um when an abuser doesn't know to stop what do you do have to contain it at some point. Um, so, what what we can do is show up um, at your your political leader's office and tell them you want to you want them to work for the community. You want them to protect our uh, our our children's future and protect and support um, these clean air and water. Um, um, policies that have been followed for the last 30, 40 years. And so how think, before we get into that, Shana, will you tell us a little bit about what Mom's Clean Air Force is? Yes. Um, for those who don't know. Yes, I didn't know what Mom's Clean Air Force was until um, KGNU, they were on that radio and they were at the Capitol saying that they had moms down at the Capitol. And um, I think they had free lunches too. And it was just me and my little one um, who was four at the time. 
So he didn't have full day school. So we had nothing to do. I had nothing to do. I was done with um, my semester of school for that time. And I think spiritually, I knew that I needed to be involved in something. And Mom's Clean Air Force just sounded like a fun name and a fun group to be a part of. So I went and checked it out. And it was a diverse group of moms. And there was an older lady holding up a baby that was a, a toy baby. <laughs> and she was saying, what's important? And she held up the baby and she said, the children are, these babies are important. And I just love that, like how uh, welcoming they were and engaging they were and <laughs> how they promote little leaders to to be, um, to be welcome in these spaces and say, you can talk to these people and make it feel like it's normal <laughs> that you can talk to these people like a human being. And if they can't see you as a human being, then um, we got robots working for us. But Moms Clean Air Force is a national um, organization of over 1 million moms nationwide in all um, 50 states. And Colorado here, we have over 43,000 members, and that's almost climbing to 44,000 members. So keep signing up, Colorado. <laughs> I think with my dreams, it led me to Moms Clean Air Force, and uh, my, my envision was with women is that we we move forward with the, we have to be able to move forward and we have to heal too. We have to heal. A part of that healing is removing the, the illful, illfulness through our, our minds, our, it's like that whole, the whole, um, the emoji says like, see no evil, hear no evil, see no evil. <laughs> and then there's the internal part that we have to work on. The internal part is the, is the most challenging because you are trying to walk with your, with all your heart. And it's really hard in this, in this world to, um, work without, contention or um without being offended by disrespect mm. so, so so what do these women actually do like if somebody signs up to be a member of mom's clean air force like what is the what well they'll start notifying you and telling you um would, would you are you able to come join us at the epa hearing or um there's a hearing on on um, a legislation that is for like a, an environmental policy for cl clean air, um, like the the um, air quality control commission. They um, they have the responsibility of enforcing regulations on industries on air, and those are the type of places that we have to um, get to know the committee members as well as the the commissioners so there's different departments in that so that's a branch off of the colorado department of public health and environment that the air quality um, control commission works under which is a state-run organization and those are the areas that you would look for if you want to um, participate in protecting your air or your water. Um, right now, the, the most um, uncomplicated way to support is through the Clean Air um, Commission. And I think it's very, um, 
it's not very easy for everybody to part participate in these um, public comments because it's it's either in the morning or it's in the evening and then people are kind of um i know a lot of families are busy so I know is is really difficult, and that's why we um, we also encourage written comments to be sent in to these organizations because they they always um, take written comments as well. If you're unable to um, be present for a oral um, public comment, so so how does that work? I mean, you know, I I guess because you've already done it, you know the process, but. I'm sure that there's people that are listening that are thinking, okay, well, I really care about clean air. You know, maybe somebody in my family has asthma or I'm aware of the environmental justice issues. And, um, and yet they're kind of intimidated to actually do this. So how does Moms Clean Air Force kind of help bridge the gap between I think creating your story. Afraid. <laughs> I think the one thing is to start creating your story and first maybe writing down um, your story and then speaking, and then practicing your speech on that. Like first is introduction, who you are, where you live. Not like you don't have to specifically give your address. It's not necessary. Um, I have seen people tell their address when it's not necessary for you to, to state your address. It's actually more, um, it's, I, I think it's very dangerous and unnecessary to um, publicly say your address. So it's not necessary to say broadly where, who you are and where you're from. And um, maybe like the neighborhood, if it is impacted with oil and gas, um, um, those, those, um, three main things are very important is like outlining your story, um, um, where you're from, and then why is it important to you? Why is this important to you? What for me, why, what I say is important to me is that um, Indigenous people have the highest rates in asthma, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, leukemia, um, along with uh, mental illness, um, birth. Um, adverse birth outcomes and premature deaths in like the general population where like my family we can check off on a lot of those things on the reservation um i myself can check up on off a lot of those things i was born premature and low birth weight and um later diagnosed with asthma and that has to do with like the developable by air pollution because ground ozone um smog um pollution is very detrimental to developing lungs. So if you got a child out there, a baby too, on top of that, um, being exposed to raw air that we're being um, that we're being allowed to breathe, it's very detrimental to the developing lungs of babies. So um, that's probably why I got diagnosed with asthma because of the high pollution during that time. So I can't imagine uh, what babies are going through right now in the state of Colorado, because we we have the worst air quality right now. And we're probably above 10, um, ranking number 10 now, we're probably above that now. So it's, it's about creating your story, stating who you are, why it's important, and what and then stating your your main ask, what do you want them to do? 
I do you want them to support this Clean Air Act or, um, for example, um, or um, something else of like of um, increased air monitoring in the communities. Um, but so it seems like so it seems like Moms Clean Air Force will kind of help you figure out, OK, here's the hearing or here's the comment. Mm -hmm. um, here's what we're advocating for. And then you have the opportunity to to, as you said, tell it from your point of view, saying. Yeah, the main important part is is um, having your speech down and having your story ready for these legislators and before you go to, to their office, because these people don't have no more. They don't give you no more than two minutes of their time. And in the office, you're probably given, given about that much time, especially if you come in a group, you have to split your time. So um, um, so these hearings are cut down to two minutes for regular people like myself. And for a person that has asthma, it's really hard to get all those words in under um, two minutes without going over. And I go over all the time because it's hard for me to, to speak. And so don't let, um, don't let your speech challenge you and not speaking up because from my experience, it's always been tough to speaking up. Um, I didn't grow up with that structure to speak up and speak out. And my family, they're not environmentalists. Um, we didn't grow up as environmentalists. It, we just grew up, um, I just grew up around a lot of conservative things because money meant the cost of everything. And to disregard the work that went behind there was just, it was just known as disrespectful. And I think we live in a time where we're like, we've forgotten that and we got careless and um, not only careless, it's just that the abundance that they were throwing at us in, in plastic gear and we didn't do enough to, um, to stop it, I guess. But now we have that chance and we needed now that we're aware and if you become aware that's when it's important to start speaking up on these um issues especially like plastic is a big one um since oil and gas exports like 90 percent um over 80 percent of the oil and gas demand outside of the country so that oil and gas is not being produced for us it's being produced for plastic and do we need more plastic? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I, I had a, my dad was actually in the, a petroleum engineer. Um, and I remember talking to him going, wait a minute, what's going on here? And when I graduated from college, a lot of the people hiring were also um, uh, defense department, oil and gas. And yeah, you really... You really have to, as you said, be courageous, be aware, go that extra mile to not just kind of go with the flow and be in a place where you're working against your values. And it's, as you said, it's really hard. It's, it's just coming at you from all different directions and you have to keep bringing yourself up. And I think what, what you said too is that the, really at the root of it is transforming. It's this personal transformation. And so I love that about Moms Clean Air Force, that you're supporting women such as young mothers like yourself 
Dene women, you know, anybody that wants to, to go to that, take it to that next level to stand up for your kids, for your community, for mother earth. Um, and, and so Shana is the main thing that, what's the main way that people should get involved if they're interested, they're like, yes, I want to be part of this. What should they do? You know what? I signed up with Moms Clean Air Force. I wasn't doing public comments at first. I've um, been working with Moms Clean Air Force for the last four years, but I've only been doing field organizer work this this past year. So it doesn't just come um, naturally. You have to kind of like grip with it and gear yourself. And I think Moms Clean Air Force were just so very encouraging of my story and um, I think having your, like, I didn't have a lot of support. So don't be afraid if you don't have a lot of support in your family. Um, because as a young woman, I was looked to just go find a job and stick to that job and keep your nose out of things that will get you into trouble. Um, so don't be afraid to, to, um, to just speak up and, Write down what you have to say before you say it and then work on it from that way. And over time, you'll you'll get your story together. And I think with mom, when I signed up with Moms Clean Air Force, it was just basically I'm able to um, support the petitions that they that they had. And supporting petition was my main outlet of supporting um, these environmental um, movements. And then um, every year there's lobby time. So at the beginning of the year, they have lobby time around February and the end of January. I don't know what it is in your state, but um, get to know when those lobby days are for legislators. Look into see what um, environmental organizations are supporting and, and um, as well as Moms Clean Air Force will we'll support, will co-support with um, other organizations like um, like Conservation Colorado is a is a one, and then along with um, Wild Earth Guardians is another. And then I have worked with um, 350 Colorado. They're good about lobbying on all issues. Uh, Moms does mainly works on federal issues. So we kind of target federal leaders on making change. Um, I live for, um, I live in five, like 5.5 miles from Suncor Refinery and that's a federal issue. We have to attack that federally. So um, moms kind of handles everything federally and um, along with supporting like the environmental legislation changes in the state. So um, yeah, our so, so basically, I just want to wrap it up here. So basically, if somebody's interested, they want to become more of a leader, don't worry about how exactly you're going to do it. Just sign up with Moms Clean Air Force. They're going to give you the information and you work on your story. And then it sounds like the you'll be alerted of opportunities to either submit yeah. it in writing or show up in person. I'm sure that you can reach out to Shana. And yeah, we always have events where you can um, take um, personal involvement. And I think that's where, where you can get your 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 um, outlet out is when um, these events become available like open registration for Colorado oil and gas um, 
Conservation Commission um, open today. So you can register with them and sign up for public comment for flaring, which is um, basically a detrimental um, methane gas uh, that is very detrimental to climate change and like over 86 um, times more potent um, to climate change because um, um, just blatant um, assault on, on our environment, basically. And those are actions we can take. And you can email me at soliver at Moms Clean Air Force and reach out. I am having like um, discussion chats every, every other Sunday. So it'll be not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. But we have these chats um, that we have now. Now it's about climate social justice discussion. So you can join me on there. Nice. Uh, reach out to yeah. Moms Clean yeah. Air Force. You can find me on Moms Clean Air Force Colorado site. And I just put that link in the chat as well. All right. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. I know we only have 30 minutes to chat and there's so much cool stuff that you're doing, but I think um, this is, this is really neat to see your example, Shana, of, as you said, you know, a young mom coming from a, a family that wasn't used to speaking out and speaking up. And I think a lot of us came from that similar thing and just like get a job, take care of your family vote, maybe go to church or something. Um, but you know, that wasn't enough. That's what the previous generations did. And that's, that's what led to this. And once we understand how government works, that the government works for us. And it's not until we voice our opinion. So like you said, that responsibility, we have that responsibility to, to jump in and, and be vocal um, at whatever level we can and whatever issue we're passionate about. Um, so this is really great. So thanks for all the work you're doing and thanks for joining us today. Thank you and have a great morning and the rest of your day. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye.